Welcome to Sneaker Dads, I'm John Ratner. Shout out to all the listeners and supporters. The response to last week's episode with Mark or 19.85 was amazing. This week on the podcast, we have Jalen, aka Jalen Like Rose on Instagram, who you may know from Just Kicking a T.O. as well as the Sneakersons podcast. We have a lot to talk about, so let's get into it. Jalen, welcome. Hi, John. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for doing this. Appreciate you finding some time and um, appreciate you uh, fitting this into your podcast schedule. And we'll talk about uh, uh, Sneaker Stins podcast uh, definitely coming up. But before we get into anything else, I have to ask, what's in the rotation? What are you wearing on feet these days? Of course. Uh, So thankfully for me, uh, I do primarily work from home, but I also live around the corner like three minutes maybe from my workplace so I always get to wear shoes that maybe wouldn't be so weather permitting uh, otherwise. Uh, So right now uh, I'm really liking my Stussy Air Force Ones, uh, my Curry Air Max Ones and my Pine Green uh, Jordan 1 Highs. Uh, The shadows are my beaters so uh, those definitely get in a little bit but I also work with uh, like we alluded to uh, Jason and Nabil from my podcast. So, you know, we try not to stunt on each other too much, but, you know, we pull up to the office wearing, wearing some heat sometimes. Actually, I wanted to ask, I know it's close, but do you, are you ever the type to bring a pair when the weather doesn't permit? I know everyone's been at home most of the pandemic, but maybe now in the rainy season or, or in the winter, do you, are you the type to bring on boots and then switch it up when you get there? Uh I live close enough that I don't have to. I have done that if I'm going to my parents' house sometimes. I know we're going somewhere later. So, you know, try not to drive in the shoes that have suede in the back because it'll scuff up the backs. But uh, uh, not to work, thankfully. Yeah, yeah. No, you got to uh, you got to pick your spots. And uh, especially working with those guys, I guess, uh, you know, like you said, maybe a little bit of competition. And if you're <laughs> if you're switching from your boots or whatever, you may get you may get a little comment here and there like, oh, what well, you can't wear your shoes or things like that. And, and the cool thing, and we'll talk about this, but I, I love how you guys kind of don't hold back on the podcast. So before we talk about the podcast, you mentioned your parents, I want to hear some of your early sneaker memories. I have a feeling, um, and I think you shared this on the podcast, I know your dad shares pictures of his kids in sneakers sometimes, and uh, I'm pretty sure I've seen you as a kid in those. Um, (laughs) Do you have any that you you recollect? Or I know sometimes our parents tell us stories, and that helps us remember things. Maybe maybe that's where it comes from. For sure. Uh, I know definitely uh, for a lot of my like very, very young years, uh, they would dress me uh, themselves. And I have a lot of my baby shoes still. He keeps them in like a little box. It's kind of cute to look back on. Uh, For me, I think my earliest actual memories of them is uh, going. uh, We always used to take trips in the summer to the States. Uh, We would go shopping to the outlet and, you know, Pennsylvania where there's no tax on the shoes uh we stopped at the outlets and uh usually we'd get to pick out if it was affordable uh a nice back to school pair uh and for me i think the most memorable was the nike book uh dunk lows uh they were a grade school pair uh and i they were marketed as the back to school shoe and i was like i know these aren't the ones on sale they're not on the clearance wall but these (laughs) ones are so cool and i have to have them 
Uh, I think, you know, my dad would have to agree because I did get them. And I ended up wearing them for my uh, graduation photos in grade eight. So it was uh, really nice. I know we still have them. I know they don't fit any of my siblings anymore, but uh, they're, they're a special pair to me. That's cool. That's cool that the pairs stick around. And it's, it's cool that I guess your mom's letting them stick around because it sounds like your dad's uh, definitely um, the uh, hoarding tendencies I tend to have as well. But it's cool that, um, you know, it's cool that you think it's cool because sometimes parents hold on to things that their kids are kind of like rolling their eyes. So you mentioned grade eight and it sounded like by then you already cared. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think more in elementary school, I was, I was, I wouldn't say super into it. I obviously wasn't super aware of it, but uh, I think I've always kind of dressed around the shoe pick of the day and like, you know, I definitely did have a lot of pairs that did get passed down to my siblings, which might have helped with my mom letting them stick around. <laughs> uh, in high school, actually, I, I wasn't super into it anymore. I didn't have a lot of friends in high school that were into it. So there was like a dark ug phase. Uh, <laughs> but by university and I was working and stuff, uh, I was able to buy my own stuff again. And I moved downtown, which helped. And uh, I kind of picked it back up. So there was a brief period of time where uh, I wasn't wearing them, but in Grade eight, definitely. It was matching the hat and matching the shirt and, you know, making sure everything was color coordinated, which is definitely not my style now, but definitely cared a lot back then. Yeah, I didn't ask your dad who um, people who aren't listening. This is about you, but I want them since we're referring to him so much sure. is Christian Flippin Laces, who's now for temporarily, hopefully uh, operating under the Just Kicking a T.O. account, which is I think a project that we can say is you and him shared, right? Mm -hmm. um, I, I think um, the um, Bitcoin bots got his other account. So hopefully <laughs> he gets that one back. Well, I know the Bitcoin bots got his account. Hopefully he gets that one back. But um, we didn't talk so much about your siblings because you, I know um, they're into sneakers to varying degree and probably like you went through phases, right? So mm -hmm. you, you're at a phase in high school where you're not into sneakers, they are. Is that just like, okay, cool? Or is this like, a <laughs> this is a sneaker thing. family? Yeah, like, what are you doing? Obviously, uh, I think I think your family's pretty uh, welcoming to whatever <laughs> style people have. But but did you, was it noticeable then? Or was it just kind of like, it's cool, no big deal? Um, I think at the time, uh, mainly for my siblings, it's only me and my the next oldest, uh, my brother, who are, actually into it and you know pay attention to it more uh my siblings still uh the three younger ones for the most part uh wear what we tell them to or what my dad tells them to they're not opposed per se they obviously appreciate getting the pairs and like i said they've passed down uh i think actually this year we've all hit a stage where we're all the same height the same size where we can share more freely uh so they definitely don't mind but they're not uh, super into it like me and my brother are cool cool uh now jumping ahead listeners to sneaker sins podcast will know sort of what you're into and followers but can you talk a little bit about your sneakers and your kind of bigger picture style sort of mm -hmm. what you like what you're influenced by or 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 along those lines yeah for sure um right now the collection i would be remiss to say it's not very diverse it's definitely uh, Nike heavy. I do have a single pair of Ultra Boost, which 
Funnily enough, they were my errand shoes for a while, but the last time I wore them to go down and pick up a package uh, from Kicking It with Christy, I bought a pair of shoes off her. I was waiting outside my building and I was wearing the Ultra Boost and a street photographer came up and he was like, oh, I like your fit. Um, I was going out later that day and I was not wearing the Ultra Boost for the fit. And they're just the slip-ons by the door. So he was taking pictures and he was wearing uh, Royal Toe ones. And I was like, oh, those are nice. And he was like, thanks. And he looked out at my Ultra Boost and he was like, I don't really mess with Adidas, but uh, your outfit's really cool. And I was like, I can't ever wear these outside again. Oh. I love them. They're 1.0s, but, uh, you know, and they're the only ones I still kept. Uh, but it was a little shook when that happened. You didn't ask him, can I just run upstairs for a minute? I got some fire Air Force ones. It'll be perfect well, it was, for this. <laughs> it was funny because I was picking up the pair of shoes from uh, Christy and it was the social status uh, chocolate milk dunks. So when she pulled up and uh, she was just waiting for me to finish, she was like, oh, is this your friend? And I was like, yeah, I'm actually buying these from her. And he was like, oh, so you do mess with Nikes. And I was like, this is so ironic and <laughs> so unfortunate timing. <laughs> so you didn't put them on real quick for the photos. It was too late. No, I didn't. But she got some pictures. So it was still a nice little moment. <laughs> nice. Yeah. You know, I t I want to hear some more because um, you talked a little bit about what's in the collection. And, and I think I know um, you you probably have a fair share of Jordan 1s. What else? What else do you like? Yeah. Uh, I mean, when I actually started collecting at a university, uh, I was fortunate enough to win a bunch of raffles from like 306 and from Foot Locker nearby downtown. And that's kind of what started my collection again. They were mostly Jordan 1s at the time, but I had been, even in high school when I wasn't wearing them, still keeping it on my radar and still interested in them. So I missed out on a lot of the Air Maxes that I wanted back then. Uh, my grail for a long time, and I'd say it still is, even though I have it now, uh, was the Atmos Safari uh, Air Max ones. And I was able to pick those up and the curries um, from FTD Kicks on Instagram. Uh, she was clearing out and I bought a bunch of pairs from her. Uh, so it helped out with that. Uh, so still hunting for some Air Maxes. Uh, there's a couple still on my list. Uh, I have a couple dunks on my list and my dad likes to show off that he has them in his size. Uh, for the most part, I think I'm actually into a lot of the men's pairs. So that's what makes it difficult for me to uh, acquire them. I did recently pick up the Air Max Day Vita Lumiere uh, Air Max ones. Oh, nice. Uh, so those are coming in the mail, uh, hopefully soon. Uh, so yeah, just round and mount uh, with more Nikes. Uh, Jason and Nabil always uh, kind of talk about getting into some new balances. And I joke about the great new balances all the time, <laughs> but uh, they are on my radar. I've seen some that I like. Uh, I don't know when we'll be pulling the trigger on those soon, but <laughs> they're, they're up. They're on my radar now. You better hurry up. It's been... <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. They're growing in popularity. It's going to be much harder. So uh, Maybe I'll get them because maybe maybe the, they're producing more. I, I can't keep track of all the different um, 990 series gray New Balances. I have a few and uh, and I like them, but uh, I like a little splash of color. Dad's podcast, so. <laughs> I, I do like a little splash of color. I can't go with the all gray. Um, I don't mind a, a navy N or something in there. I've been wearing that pair a while. But, um, you know, you, you were talking about the guys on the podcast and it seems like, and correct me if I'm wrong, and maybe you are the type you guys are always hunting on mm -hmm. on grailed and um poshmark and things like that but it seems like they have or at least some of them have 
a uh, more turnover. They're selling and buying. Are you like that? Do you sell as well? Or are you more just hold on to what you have or and, and not really trade and just take your time? It seems like you're you're more of like a hunter. You wait, you wait for your spot. You always seem to talk about your list and what mm-hmm. you're looking for. Is, is that fair? Uh, I would say yes. Uh, I think for the most part, uh, when I started collecting again, uh, because it was so expensive, I think I've only resold, sorry, I think I've only resold uh, a pair of Yeezys in my last memory uh, recently, but even that was maybe five years ago. Uh, I actually just talked about them on our pod. It was the Junior Chicken colorway, (laughs) the Yellow Zebra pair. Um, But for the most part, uh, I think I am waiting for the ones that I want, and it mostly has to do with the price point of the uh, for the sizing. So you know, they're not all you know collab pairs. Some of them are, uh, I wouldn't say they're GRs, but uh, just finding my size for an affordable price is always uh, a challenge. So I do like to wait and see if things come up. If something I just like and isn't already on the list comes up for retail, then it's pretty easy pick but uh yeah i think for the most part the guys uh they do a lot more uh grailed and ebay hunting and definitely poshmark pickups i've gotten into the poshmark uh hunting lately so it's opened up some more avenues to find better pricing but uh definitely shopping from the list yeah and you guys are definitely an inspiration for people looking for deals and not just going out and just going to StockX. You know, you listen to other podcasts or just see exposure and it's like kind of like you want something and someone just goes and buys it mm-hmm. instead of like, you know, I got this list or I'm hunting and I find something I, I don't even know what I didn't even know I wanted. So mm-hmm. that's that's a cool thing that that I think you you all do. But you also talked about um, grabbing pairs from other females. First of all, what, what is your size? Uh, I am a size eight women's. So okay. six or six and a half men's. Uh, I, yeah, I actually one of my uh, sneaker friends that I met over COVID uh, was kicking it with Christy on Instagram. And funnily enough, it was a pair I've mentioned on our podcast for a while. It was just the Zoom Comfort uh, Jordan 1 Highs. There was nothing really special about them, but they were listed as a Korean exclusive. Uh, so my partner is Korean and he has family there. And I mentioned it to him. I was like, hey, do you think you could you know, try for these things? Obviously, I'll pay for all the shipping and everything. I did not get them. But I saw uh, Swoosh of the North, uh, the booth at Bean Center in the Nordstrom. They po- reposted Christie's photo and she acquired them. And I was like, oh, that's so lucky. You know, they're probably just sharing it because of the hashtag. I clicked into it and she was from Toronto. And I was like, wait, where did you get these? I didn't know her at the time. And I just DM'd her and I was like, hey, this is a long shot, but did you buy these from here? Or where are these from? Because I've been looking for these and they're on StockX at the time. And because they were exclusive, uh, they were pretty high. And she was like, yeah, they got like maybe three pairs. And I walked in while they were um, just putting them out. And, you know, they're GRs. So I just bought them. But they mentioned to me that there was only three pairs. And I was like, damn, that was earlier today. I live across the street. So felt like a hit and miss. But she said she'd keep an eye out for me. And uh, we've been talking ever since. So the night. Yeah. And I want to talk about the female sneaker community or females in the sneaker community. But I imagine, I know personally, obviously, it's probably a little easier to find a size 11 guy on Instagram. But when you see not only women in the community nearby you but also your size it must be something that you just kind of bells go off right because yeah. <laughs> it, i mean she, she's one of them but i imagine you know you know 
you know, you're looking for that for the interaction and, and whatever engagement you can have, you know, to make friends and things. But it's also because you're looking for stuff. Is that is that right? For sure. Yeah. When uh, FTD kicks, I saw her post on uh, Facebook under, you know, obviously her real name on Facebook in one of the sneaker groups that I'm in for uh, women. And she was just getting rid of stuff. And I was like, hey, what else do you got? You know, I, I don't mind paying for it. I don't mind picking them up. And uh, it turns out she actually knew my dad. Uh, and I, it came up because uh, she posted a picture uh, of a throwback. And it was a picture of my dad. Uh, and he had gifted her, or not gifted, but he picked up a pair of the satin shadow, uh, satin shattered backboards uh, for her uh, back in 2017. She's like, oh, this is a good time. You know, I'm getting rid of some of my collection. And it was on the page. And that's how she was promoting all of her sales. And I was like, that's flipping laces that's my dad and she was like this is so full circle you know this is everything I have listed so she gave me kind of a list and uh let's say a good deal but uh better deal than what she was listing so it was nice to find someone else my size so I still follow her she still got some stuff uh follow her on Poshmark also just in case she posts more things there but it's nice yeah that's cool so I want to talk a little bit about you know maybe we'll start being a female in the sneaker community, I know in the last few years, things have definitely changed, I think for the better, um, but I want your perspective on recognition brands doing more for sizing. Obviously the resale game has guys going uh, not only after their own pairs in uh, female designated models and, and releases, but also going for them for resale, right? So. <laughs> I want to start with that in, in terms of what you're seeing in just in general in the market, how tough it is for you to find things you want or, or what your perspective on that. And then maybe we can talk about what females are doing uh, as far as uh, making sneakers and, and doing collabs and things. But w what's your view on the, you know, trying to the keep landscape. up like, like yeah. everyone else, <laughs> trying to get what you want, trying to keep up in, in the market? I imagine it's not that different from a, from a guy. For sure. I mean, like I said, I kind of only just got back into it uh, semi-recently, uh, but I have been joining a lot more Facebook groups and they seem to be popping up more often. There's a lot of uh, group chats and like uh, Instagram pages just for women releases, uh, more highlighting pages on women's releases. Uh, it's been nice to see. Uh, I imagine they existed before um, because it was harder to get things, but a lot of the girls that I'm seeing in these pages, you know, they're if they manage to double up, then they're fine letting them go for just retail. Like there's not a lot of reselling in the women's community. Uh, some of the Facebook groups I'm in, there are some men in it and there's a little bit of a premium on it. Um, as long as they're not too high, the admins are pretty good about, you know, weeding that out because for the most part, these groups are just trying to get them into hands, right? So uh, it's been nice in that aspect. I think uh, for the most part, personally, uh, I didn't have a lot of sneaker friends, like I said, in high school that were super into it. Uh, so Instagram has been really nice to connect uh, with more people my size, more people locally, um, you know, try to get these pairs in hand. Uh, but I think uh, for the most part, I've only really talked to Christy as of late um, and then FTD Kicks. Uh, and the podcast uh, was just because we were all just talking about them in the office one day, so... Yep. Uh, they also go after some women's pairs also and I think Jason uh, has 
a really fun collection of vintage stuff that he finds at Valley Village that are all women. So if you find something cool, he'll let me know. But he collects them more for art pieces and like they're not wearable for sure. So if they're cool and maybe wearable, he'll let me know. But uh, that's kind of where I am right now in my journey, let's say. <laughs> yeah, he sounds like, he, like you said, he sounds like he takes it pretty serious. And I always wonder because he's picking up pairs in your size. And it's kind of like, that's a really cool pair. And I, you know, I don't, I can't read your mind while I'm listening to the podcast, whether you want him, but it doesn't sound like he wants to let them go. So have you got a couple pairs off him or does he hold on to them pretty tight? Uh, I haven't had anything that I super want yet. I know Nabil and him always joke about those ice cream BBCs uh, that are in his size um, that Jason will not let go. Uh, But I know his uh, his partner also is a little bit into it and he uh, shops for her as well. So it's all love. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. I want to talk more about the podcast before I do. I want to hear uh, what you think about what's been created by women uh you know i know you're creative you're an artist so i'm sure you have a perspective that's a little different from someone who maybe just is is from a consumer and um you know i i think that the brands have been getting praise i'm wondering if you think they deserve it or if they could do more right um I do follow a page. It's uh, Sneakers by Women, and they highlight a lot of uh, the women's roles and a lot of silhouettes that have come out of late. Uh, I have to do a little more research because I am more a Nike head than anything. Uh, so obviously, and I've mentioned it before, uh, Alele is one of my favorite uh, collaborators or designers. Uh, big fan of Yoon ambush uh i don't have any pieces from her that are sneakers i managed to pick up a chain off poshmark from her uh, apparel collection i don't have any sakai's yet but i follow uh chitose abe pretty heavily uh i really liked her the first waffle run list that came out and obviously the world did because they were the sneaker of the year that year mm-hmm. um but it was surprising because i when we talked about uh kind of her role in our Maybe it was three episodes ago in uh, Nike Collaborators, our greatest collaborators of all time. Uh, I got a lot of comments uh, saying they didn't even know Sakai was made by a woman or was run by a woman. Uh, So, I mean, there's a lot of highlighting being done uh, for brands or, for the most part, long-lasting collaborators. But I think uh, there's still a little work to be done on some of the newer shoes that are coming out um, that get just pushed under maybe just the brand name so and you know i i was thinking and i don't know and i and i i should do know if i'm asking the question about you know females in in roles and leadership roles at these brands and and i'm sure you know when we talk about diversity both in terms of race and gender and things i'm sure uh there's way more to be done i'm sure a little bit's being done What what i was thinking in terms of what's being produced it seems like you know collaborations are no, the norm now so it's kind of you know I don't want to discredit the brands for giving it to women but I feel like you know they want so many collabs and and they know women women are doing it it's like kind of like a no-brainer it's like yeah of course you have to do women and, and maybe I maybe I'm, I'm a little pessimistic but you know they're doing it because it works not necessarily because it's the right thing and and these creators because it seems like there's so much more and some of the collaborators that the male collaborators are giving it to uh just kind of are like you know mailing it in yeah uh 
not to drive that point home because I agree and disagree. Um, but it'd be nice if, you know, even we saw more male collaborators doing women's shoes. Because I think from what I've seen, for the most part, uh, Alele's shoes have been, you know, women's releases only, which is nice. And then we get a male collaborator just doing uh, male releases and GRs uh, or GS sizes. So it would be nice to see, you know, a more inclusive size run, obviously, for both. And uh, I always see the meme saying, you know, women get all the fire colorways and like uh, men want the orange, like the laser orange uh, threes also. I know those were a big one that a lot of guys were a little peeved were a women's pair. Um, and it, it, you know, it goes both ways. Uh, I've seen my dad wear a lot of women's uh, shoes before. So growing up, it wasn't actually as apparent to me that it was uh, harder to get women's pairs um, or that there were less of them or that even it was weird for guys to wear a women's pair of shoes and girls to buy the men's pair. So uh, it wasn't as apparent before. Uh, so it'd be nice to see more inclusive uh, releases in that way as well. Even if a guy wanted to just be more involved in release a women's exclusive, it would be nice to see. <laughs> Yeah, that's a cool idea. A women doing a shoe that, you know, goes up all the way to men's sizing, obviously be available for the women, but maybe even targeting the men and vice versa. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I can't think of anyone offhand who, who's necessarily any brands who've really done that in, in a sort of conscious way. Obviously, women wearing men's sizes when they can and vice versa. But, uh, but uh, yeah, that's intentionally doing it for sure. Yeah, that's a that's a good idea. As your co-hosts would say, when someone has a good idea, that uh, someone needs to cut the check on that one. <laughs> but uh, speaking of the podcast, I want to start by kind of you know I started this podcast during the pandemic. I wanted to communicate with other sneakerheads. I wanted to be creative. You guys started during the pandemic as well. What was behind it? Where where, where did you guys come up with the idea? For sure. Uh, so. I actually work uh, at the same place as my partner and he worked there a little longer uh, than I. And when I first uh, signed on, I walked into the office and I was wearing, uh, I believe it was the satin shattered backwards. And uh, Jason and Nabil were there and they like commented on it and they're like, oh, those are really cool. You know, are you like into them or did you just win the raffle? And I was like a little peeved because I was like, yeah, I'm into them. I didn't just win the raffle. We started talking about it, became full time and, uh, we just started sharing more sneaker news uh, when we were in the office. Uh, so Nabil brought up the idea a couple times. We we're kind of uh, loose about it. We we're like, oh, I don't know, you know, I don't know if we have time. Uh, Jason had actually tried, or not tried, I should say, but he had done an early run of a podcast with Brett before that, because Brett's one of his friends and a couple of their friends. Uh, they didn't really continue with it. So when we fully signed on, uh, it was like right before the pandemic started and uh, we brought Brett on to do the hosting and uh, we were off. So it was nice uh, because I know for us also, we are the resident sneakerheads in our own uh, other friend groups. So having actual dedicated time to talk about it instead of boring our other friends uh, was nice. So uh, we are a pretty chill podcast. I think one of the, I wouldn't say critiques, but um feedback we've gotten is that it feels like you know you're sitting in on our conversation and you're just you know hearing what we're thinking uh and like we're hanging out in the same room which is nice uh, i think that was what we were going for anyways uh it's definitely just our time of the week to talk about what we want to talk about 
Yeah. Do you guys ever have to save stuff if you're in the office? I imagine like it's like, let's save this conversation. I often have that when I'm talking with someone beforehand. They start talking to me and they start telling me a story. I say, no, 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 save it. Like you guys must talk about sneakers when you can in the office when you're not working. Do you kind of like jot that one down? Here's a topic. For sure. Uh, I think we have a running list of topics and like uh, we do try to save the pickups uh, to build anticipation for the episode. Oh, okay. uh, if it's something big, we'll mention it beforehand still. Uh, I know myself, I normally can't wait. So uh, it, it usually hits the group chat first if we're not in person. Yeah, I definitely appreciate this the tone and the style that you guys do. There's a lot of sneaker podcasts out there and you guys definitely stand out. And I think that's important and it's also authentic, but I wanted to hear a little bit about the idea behind it. Cause you guys do go at, you guys aren't shy about going mm -hmm. at certain things going on in the community, usually lighter things happening on social media, but also releases. And I think that's where the name came from. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Uh, I think if you've heard the pod, uh, we do have a lot of back and forth. We definitely don't hold back uh, on a lot of topics. Uh, as much as, and I'm going to expose them a little bit, uh, Jason does own a fair amount of Nikes for all the Nike slander uh, <laughs> he talks about. I think it goes for all of us. And, you know, we've, we do the quarterly sins report uh, every now and then uh, if something really big happens. Obviously, it's been a little quiet lately uh, some good news obviously has come out with you know all the kobe uh drama that's been coming out we've been talking about that a lot in the sin section but it, it seems to be repaired so that's nice um but yeah i i think we're like that in real life normally and that's how we talk in the office about stuff we'll be like hey do you see this thing what the heck's going on like why would they do that and then we do have to dial it back and wait wait we do a podcast on this <laughs> we're, we're gonna burn out and lose this uh energy for the pod so uh, it is really where it comes from. We want, you know, not not even to say we want uh, other people to get people talking about it, but uh, for ourselves, even if I'm talking about it with friends who aren't super into it or don't know so much about it, you know, they don't reciprocate, right? So uh, more to get, you know, more complete community involvement. We always say at the end, you know, tap into the Instagram. We appreciate all the DMs. It's actually really funny whenever we get one, uh, from you or from my dad or from someone correcting us will be like ah oh, this is so obvious like why don't we do that but well I'll, I'll give you guys a break because it's it's hard to do what you guys do on the spot you're talking you're having a conversation you have to pull facts from nowhere with me mm -hmm. I'm just asking you a question if I don't know what release you're talking about and I don't know that shoe I just move on to the next topic I don't have to address it but if you're in a round table with with your co-hosts and and someone says something and it's kind of like yeah I know that one and it's kind of you think you do and so but uh yeah your dad and I uh definitely like correcting probably not just only you but uh <laughs> your group but uh, uh definitely definitely few and far between necessary and uh, it's more fun to get engagement because we know um, how important and how fun engagement can be and it's cool you guys have always been um, receptive to me but uh, you, you talked about that group dynamic and I also wanted to one ask you although it's it's not you know that important but you are the only female in the group it's kind of a diverse group for sure I think uh, definitely going into it it was uh not from the female aspect, but it was a little intimidating because I know that Jason and Brett have a pretty in-depth, uh, like even just New Balance knowledge. Nabs is into it also, but his collection is 
probably the most diverse from all of us. He does like to shop around very intentionally and not buy the same brand kind of twice in a row. Uh, he does have lots of everything on a list. And we joke about his list a lot, but uh, more uh, from a learning aspect, because uh, not to say my dad's collection isn't diverse either, but I was definitely very heavily into Nike and still am for a long time. Uh, so going into it, uh, the learning curve uh, seemed pretty steep, but I think uh, it was more just getting to talk to them about it every week and seeing what's on foot. Uh, not every day, I don't go in every day, but... Uh, when I do get to go and see what's on foot and, you know, what they're wearing, uh, helps in that way. Uh, from a female perspective, some of the topics we do, I think uh, Brett likes to highlight that I'm going to have a very different take from them. Uh, we've done a couple sneaker drafts or even for the greatest collaborators uh, conversation. From my perspective, it would be very different because it might have to do with attainability or uh, sizing and uh, even just uh, who the person is to me um, won't have that big of an effect for them, right? So uh, yep. I'm not a big Billie Eilish fan, but I know we talked about those shoes and who those were intended for. And a lot of guys didn't actually resonate with them, but they seem to have done pretty well still. So uh, I know we talked about that from that perspective specifically. I'm curious about your sort of creative and your art in terms of maybe maybe we'll limit it to sneakers if, if you want, because I know you probably don't have a lot of time to do that now, but you have done some custom customs and things. And, and I have some of the art you did here that you guys sold at Just Kicking. I want to talk about Just Kicking it after, but you have um, you have done some sneaker related uh, art projects different ones so could you talk about them yeah uh, so I got into customizing uh, pretty early on it was definitely a very side thing because I did it in high school uh, at the time I was also working so it was um, mostly for my dad and you know changing up little panels here and there um, I was approached I believe this was in 2016 maybe 20 end of 2015 uh, by Buddha Jazz or uh, Jazz on Instagram uh, and he said he was uh, moving away. He had two pairs of Lance Mountains and he wanted something done uh, Toronto themed because he was moving out of the city and then just one kind of freeform pair to work on. And in exchange, he would buy me a pair of shoes that I wanted. Uh, didn't have to be big. He didn't have any vision for it. Um, and this is after I did my dad's Lance Mountains, uh, which he had a lot of requests for. Uh, it's definitely a very intensive pair and uh, not quite the most extensive pair. I have one project I'm still working on uh, that's taking a bit of time. I'll allude to it a little bit, but uh, it has been a longer project than I intended it to be uh, because I do uh, do it on the side. But uh, he, yeah, he approached me then and those were really what started uh, me doing customizing. Uh, I haven't done so much of it aside from this project since and I haven't even done one for myself uh, quite yet. Uh, it is something I enjoy because I think sneakers as a medium is really interesting. Uh, I did a textiles minor when I was in university and I, I thought I wanted to go work for Nike and wanted to go work uh, and design shoes and I do really appreciate that aspect but I think uh, I'm a little removed from it now having done even just custom work. There's a lot that goes into it. Uh, 
from an art perspective, though, I do like uh, doing digital art and the stuff that we sold at Just Kicking It, uh, like the prints and the prints that we got done on T-shirts was really fun to make. Um, just di digital art for the most part is what I like working on nowadays. Uh, I did the cover art for our Sneakersons uh, episodes, which was very different than the Just Kicking It stuff for sure, much <laughs> more uh, realism instead of just the vector art. But uh, I actually uh, regrettably don't have so much time for it anymore. So I do miss it. And when I get a chance, it's nice. You could see behind me, I have, I have a piece of the art that you did at mm -hmm. Just Kicking It. But, uh, and my family happened to be there at that event because I was I had a table and they kind of like, what is dad doing? Like, what is this? <laughs> like, and they actually checked it out and sort of came to support, if you want to call it that. But I remember I got my son um, at least one or two sides and maybe I got the other size later. But what's funny is, you know, I, I don't pick out his clothes in the morning. He's nine. He usually picks out his own clothes. But the other day he picked out uh, the black version of the T-shirt you guys wore. And it drives me crazy because I'm, you know, I have 4,000 T-shirts and I, I treat my T-shirts like my sneakers and my hats. I, I, I got to rotate them. I don't want to yeah. wear the same T-shirt twice in a row. But what happens is the laundry goes on top and my son's black just kicking it t-shirt goes to the top <laughs> he's worn it and i didn't even think about this until we had this conversation he's wearing it today he wore it the other day and i can't imagine what his classmates he's only in grade four like i don't think sneakers are cool for kids at that age just yet they're probably just getting there and there he is with his with the t-shirt with sneakers and he doesn't care he doesn't pay attention but i do and <laughs> it just keeps going the rotation i'm not going to switch it out for some crappy uh you know gap shirt i'm gonna let him wear it so i figured I'd, I'd share that but um can you tell us a little bit about what you're working on or is it kind of top secret uh it's not top secret uh embarrassingly it's taken a while but it's it's definitely the most extensive pair that i've worked on uh i will say it's similar to the lance mountains uh that i'm working on in intensity okay so. when when you see these shoes that have that type of material strip away, it, does it like, does it kind of excite you, get you going like, wow, I could do that, whether it's the Lance Mount. I mean, we've had a ton of these, you know, it's peel aways. It's, mm -hmm. it, there's, for, for someone like you, do you feel like they need to be done or some of them should be left as their own? I remember they had the, 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 um, the Hawaii dunks, I forget what they were, there's so many. Mm -hmm. So many of them, um, definitely recently. Uh, I think there's been a bigger resurgence for kind of the uh, wear them and they fade away or like take away material uh, kind of aesthetic. Um, for the most part, I, I liked the concept uh, that they faded away when you wore them. I didn't even think to do that until my dad showed me that someone else did it. So uh, I will say that the older Lance Mountains that I've worked on are much, much easier to work with. Um, and I think that's because uh, more customizers were doing kind of the style and, you know, Nike was like, well, they're supposed to be worn like this. So we're going to kind of make it a little more durable and, you know, so that you can actually wear them down. Obviously, wearing your kicks nowadays <laughs> is a little more uh, niche, <laughs> hopefully yeah. not. But, uh, you know, more people have more in the collection to turn them around, which also contributes to, you know, not actually having them fade away with time. But uh, now they are a little bit harder to work on, uh, I've noticed. Uh, I like the aesthetic normally. I don't, know, I don't necessarily think 
they need anything to be done with. But I do, because I've worked on them, kind of jump straight to, those would be cool to tear away at this part, or uh, the color underneath would have a really nice uh, effect if I did this kind of pattern on it. Uh, I also have done some painting stuff, so obviously it's not a limiting factor, but uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting to see it come back. Yeah, and painting, customizing with, you know, not stenciling or whatever you did on Lance. I'm curious, actually, can you share what, if people will have to look them up or, or maybe I can share them when this comes out, but the detail the, it was unbelievable. You can give us a tiny bit of the hints. I don't, you know, it's it's kind of maybe a little bit of a artist kind of expertise that, you know, maybe people have to figure out themselves you don't seem like the secretive type but but just a little bit I mean do you use stencils are you using is that is that what it is or are you doing everything by hand and just meticulously taking forever I'm sure it took forever it, it definitely takes a while because uh it's much less forgiving right once it's gone it's gone and so you yeah. have to be very intentional with it uh it's funny that you say that because the first pair I did for my dad I had very minimal stenciling. Uh, now I actually have a stencil cutter that I use for different purposes, but I have used it for shoes since. It doesn't work as well, uh, unfortunately, because it uh, because of the 3D nature of it. This is for uh, 2D shapes and stuff. Uh, it's harder to get it to come out the way that I actually want it. But back then, uh, it was all kind of by sight. The pair that I did for him, uh, he wanted some of the patterning from the tissue paper on the box. Uh, I could not make a stencil of that. It was in <laughs> tissue paper, like it was hard to trace, it was hard to replicate. So I did do kind of some sketching on the side for it and just kind of uh, referenced it a lot. But uh, for the pairs that I've done since, I've done some like green taping, uh, like painter's tape uh, stencils for it where I just draw it on the green tape and place it down. Uh, I have some vinyl, but I don't like using those because it leaves a residue. Um, oh. For these shoes, uh, for the ones that tear away. And also I risk kind of actually removing the material by right. using a stencil in that way. So for painting, I've done it. Uh, I did a pair of Air Drona One wings uh, years ago. And those ones have uh, some pretty uh, unique details that were harder to source image for online. So I definitely had to sketch those by hand. Uh, and those ones, because they were painting, I got to use the vinyl and it was a little cleaner to peel away. But uh, yeah, it's not so much an artist's secret. <laughs> I have a roll of vinyl here. I've done a couple things. My Lance Mountains, I did like a like a total rough, nothing, nothing artistic. And I've done some, um, I've done some distressing. And I, and I bought a small roll of vinyl. I don't remember what shoe it was for. Maybe it was for my second pair of Lance Mountains or my black ones. <laughs> I don't even remember why I bought it, but it was definitely to do some cutting out. It must have been for a project for the for the kids or something. And uh, um, oh yeah, for sure that <laughs> that that's what it was. But uh, I have it sitting here like many of my sneaker projects uh, that were either completed or or, or partly completed. Um, I wanted to talk about just kicking it, and everyone wants more events there haven't really been any i know sneaker con's coming at the end of the summer but we're talking about other types of events i, I like sneaker con but uh just kicking it was a different kind of event just kicking it to and, and that's the instagram account that we mentioned we mentioned earlier what was your involvement were you um really involved were you just there for the artistic were you did you did you get your you know your hands dirty with the organizing and things with your dad for sure. Uh, so the second one that we did, the first one was outdoors, and that was a much uh, 
I don't want to say less planned because there was a, still a fair amount of planning done for that, but it was more uh, friends and family, you know, people that we know, get people out. Uh, that one was still fun, uh, but it was more like a pilot for this one where like, okay, well, obviously we know people are into it. They'd come out for it. Uh, who else can we get involved? And, you know, how do we make it something that other people want to come to? And I think uh, the second one I was definitely much more involved in. Uh, I did a lot of the promo work and like the illustrations for uh, the invitations or I guess the ads, uh, the video, video work uh, that we got done, the merch, uh, even to some extent, some of the planning uh, and some of the organization. So most of the layout and stuff and making sure everyone had a good walking experience kind of thing. Uh, I did study, uh, it doesn't sound super useful in this aspect, uh, industrial design, which is just product design, but we did learn a lot about user experience and, you know, how to get people into, uh, into a good mindset while they're at this place. So, uh, you know, having the merch right at the front was important so that if people did show up that weren't there for us specifically because we were in the community center, you know, I would be there, someone who knew about it would be there, one of the volunteers to tell them about what it was about and they would see, you know, kind of our branding and what we were about. All the kind of shopping stuff was right at the beginning because, you know, if you're new to it, then that might be what entices you and all the, uh, the big events and the big guns were in the back, you know, with the big collections, also for a safety perspective also because we had the one entrance, but, you know, having this kind of flow throughout the room so that you could walk around and see something different every time. Uh, definitely had my hand in that uh, and making sure it was still family friendly. We had a kid's area, you know, uh, it was still friends and family in that aspect, making sure that everyone felt welcome while they were there. And it wasn't really about selling. Obviously, a lot of our friends who came through uh, do have some stuff to sell and we wanted to support them in that aspect. But it really wasn't about a buying and selling event kind of thing. Yeah, it certainly didn't feel that way. And now that you explain all those things, it, it makes a lot of sense because, um, you know, like I said earlier, my family was there, but I was also a participant in the back in the sort of table battle that uh, mm -hmm. that uh, was going on. And um, yeah, I, I, now thinking about it, I, I realize it all makes sense. And I obviously appreciated it and, and benefited from it. But um but it's cool. And it's cool that you brought that because um, I know at least that's not, uh, although your dad's probably well aware of those things, that's not uh, necessarily his uh, area of expertise, let's say. <laughs> he had a vision and it was just uh, translating it to the people that wanted, uh, that were helping us out that I helped with. So I knew he wanted it to feel that way and have that vibe and just making sure that things are placed in a way that makes sure that it portrayed that and we weren't just here to be like hey buy my stuff or come to the trading pit like there was much more to it and that was just a smaller aspect of it yeah and I think what you said in terms of you know having a different kind of feel and not being about all selling and things like that that definitely came across and and people I know who aren't in the sneaker community that I advertise hey come come show not really to support me so I could win but because I was doing something because I had yeah. something to show really appreciated it as not what they thought about sort of the corporate um in your face it's it was in a community center it was a community event it was it was very uh feel good and and family type of friend 
uh, FNF type of vibe and, uh, and uh, everyone is itching for more. And I know, um, I know I, I am itching for another just kicking it. So hopefully sooner rather than later before, um, you know, in the warm months we can, we can do it or, or when, whenever um, I wanted to ask you, we talked a little bit about your hunt list. You guys always talk about this, yep. but I have to hear, first of all, is it uh, an actual list that exists somewhere on your phone or on paper? Uh, yes and no. So as we go through the weeks and we talk about our topics, uh, there's definitely a free flowing list of, oh, this is coming out or I didn't know this existed. And they kind of float themselves onto the actual list that I have on my phone. Uh, if the time comes that I want them. Uh, I know we've been teasing each other about having a 10 days where we stare at it and wait and see if we really want it. Usually for shoes, that doesn't work because, it, you know, they go away. But uh, if you really feel like you want it, then we usually pull the trigger on it. Uh, there is a physical list on my phone. Uh, I've been uh, trying to get some pairs that I were on my radar for when I wasn't super into it or when I didn't have the money myself to buy it. So uh, right now I am looking for another Atmos Air Max 1, uh, the 3.0 giraffe uh, pair. Uh, I nice. joke that I like shoes that I can't wear in most Toronto weather. <laughs> and those are definitely it with the pony hair. Yeah. Uh, and I have some pairs that uh, I can't actually wear. They don't come in my size. Um, and it's more from an art perspective. And I don't know that I actually would wear them. If they came in my size, maybe. Uh, I was actually fortunate enough to get one of them. Uh, they're these slam dunk uh, sixes. Uh, they're inspired by an anime that I liked and uh, they were super under the radar when they came out but the whole issue is 3M uh, or at least the anime panels are so that was really fun to get and I definitely can't wear them I got them in a size 11 uh, so you can wear them John but <laughs> <laughs> you got to keep them away from your co-host too right for sure yeah Nabil uh, is that size and he he wasn't actually on the pod I bought those on an episode while we were recording uh, so he was very jazzed about it afterwards. Uh, but the Claws uh, fours are also on my list because I like his art. I follow him uh, for a while. And when those shoes came out, I was just like, those are suede. I definitely can't wear them. That's right up my alley. It was really, they're just really cool pairs. And I think a lot of the shoes that I'm into now uh, are much more colorful than my actual outfits. And those are really what I want to uh, show off when I get dressed. <laughs> Well, the cause fours aren't colorful, but if you secured no, a pair of those, you would, you would, I assume you would want them in your size. That's not the kind of pair you buy to put on the shelf, right? I mean, it's expensive art piece, but I guess if, yeah. if the deal was right, right? If the deal was right, uh, the lowest they come in is a seven. Check and make work. <laughs> it's not so bad. Yeah, that would be, uh, That'd be a, a big pickup. I know uh, <laughs> I know what the prices are for those, but it's cool. So you appreciate them and you're willing to have shoes sort of on display. But mm -hmm. I, I imagine, you know, just for the aesthetics of your place where you live and the fact that you live with someone, you, you're not going to have a wall of sneakers. It's It's got to be sort of tasteful, I guess, like one here, one there, like. Is there a it's limit, you think? pretty good about it. And uh, I have them all. I don't know if you can see them. Oh, yeah. Top shelf. Those so are the display ones? Those are the display ones. Uh, I have like a couple littered around the house amongst other things. Uh, he's pretty good about it. And I think we've done a pretty good job melding the stuff that we like uh, in our place. Uh, he wasn't super into sneakers when we first started uh, going out. And now he's opened up to the idea. So... 
Oh yeah, does he have anything, or just more open to just hearing and listening and being part of the conversation? A bit of both. Uh, last summer, I think uh, his last pickup was the uh, coffee daybreak uh, from their from the Nike coffee pack, uh, which is more his style. Uh, definitely more uh, dress shoe uh, and coat, but uh, he's he's opened up so. You know, having the shoes around the house. Uh, I lived here by myself before that, and they were they were kind of already here when he moved in. So <laughs> there, okay, that explains. Harder to get rid. Of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, there's. You're moving in. This is what's here. You got to deal with it. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't have any sneakers on display. I would love uh, outside of this room I'm in now. Um, although I do have a closet upstairs in what's currently my wife's office. It's filled with all the kids' extra pairs and hers the yet to be worn pairs and she sometimes okay. goes through the closet my son's almost her size and I, the other day my son said you know just didn't want to go to bed and he went through the closet and and he's like oh these are size seven he's about a five and a half six now and, and those are hers she, she's a she's a seven and a half seven uh uh men's and uh she said he said, "Oh, I can't wait to wear these, Dad. Can you think I could fit these now?" And she's like, "What? what those are mine. Those like, are it's mine. like are you sleeping on them. You you got to do it." But I don't. I don't have any display. I would love to put, you know, like a pair of eighty fives or something cool that designed or or a custom. But uh, the closest I got is I have a couple bare bricks and I have my uh, my uh, Brian Esprit two uh, uh, art and a couple decks. So I'm happy sure. with that. <laughs> Funny you say that story about your son. Uh, I know my mom's not into sneakers, uh, not aggressively, but uh, she's not, she wears them. And obviously in the same way I talked to my siblings, she appreciates having the shoes kind of come to her, but she's not <laughs> like super into it. Uh, but I have a pair of uh, retro Jordan 1 High Royals. She got the Chicago colorway and she didn't, I don't, I want to say she didn't know, but my dad got both and they're, we're the same size. And she picked the red ones. And then he's mm. like, all right, you can have these. And I saw them. and I didn't realize he gave her the choice first, obviously, rightfully so. But when I saw them next time, I was like, when did you get those? And she was like, oh, at the same time you got yours. And I was like, why did you pick those? Your favorite color is blue. She's like, I don't know. These ones are just nicer. And I've been trying to convince her to trade me ever since. But she still has them. She still has them. She wore them on her trip. She's wearing them right now. Oh, that must be painful for you. A little bit, but it's, it's fine. She deserves I mean, it. It's fine. No, you want your mom to wear her shoes, but not those. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure she has a lot. I think your dad told me that she has a few at least and uh, and uh, is, is semi into it, like, like you said. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah, but uh, yeah, I guess you, you got to be patient and play your cards right and wait for that spring cleaning and help her out. Say, hey, mom, do we need to? You know, do a garage sale this year. And yeah. <laughs> you just chuck them. Oh, I, wore th <laughs> I wore these in there in Paris, right? Yeah. Yeah, I wore these in Paris. I'm I'm good. I, I got I'm done with I them now. It's yeah, fine. I got another <laughs> pair. You might have to offer her a trade, <laughs> a better trade. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm sure your your royals are worn. Uh, I think I said last question, but I wanted to ask you uh, one more thing because um, I love them and I shared them on Sneaker Dads, and um, you know, you guys don't do it a lot obviously you're busy people but um and and i you have to remind me of her first name um um the photographer who did the photos of you two. Oh yes uh sabrina yes sabrina and uh you guys did that photo shoot was that just kind of out of the blue was that sort of something I, I i mean maybe you've done it before have you done it before 
Uh, I haven't. Uh, it was pretty off the cuff. Uh, I know they've been friends on IG for a while and she uh, started opening up her books again to do more uh, photography stuff. So she wanted to fill out her portfolio. Uh, she did a couple shots for my dad on his uh, Flip and Laces account and she was just coming downtown and we had just picked up the Amamanier 3s. So he was like, oh, well, if we both have them, let's do a shoot together. You know, it'll be good for her and she can do more kind of posing options and kind of stuff like that. Uh, I think she killed it. Uh, totally down to do it again. And we've kind of, uh, we talked about it a bit to do it again. Uh, obviously weather permitting and, you know, it's warming up. So hopefully uh, we'll get to do something like that again soon. Uh, Brett is definitely more of the uh, photographer in our group. Uh, and he posts a lot on his Instagram. Uh, him and Jason do downtown runs every weekend. So uh, they keep a nice heavy rotation of photos for his Instagram. That's cool. It's always cool to have photographer friends and also, you know, creative people. Uh, Sabrina's, I can't remember, I didn't want to, I wanted to mention it was iconic change. And the yeah. thing I thought was cool about the photos, other than them being really well done, and obviously, you know, you get the father-daughter combination, which he, I, I do, you know, I run Sneaker Dad, so I'm always hunting for 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 parents and kids in their, in, in their photos. But I thought because the shoe um, was really a, a storytelling, I think it's actually about... Um, women and being more in a parent role or in a mother role. I, I, I don't want to butcher the story, but I, I thought that was cool. I have, they're really well done. And you guys just kind of showing off in the streets of Toronto is, is was pretty cool. So uh, people should go check those photos out. I, I hope you guys do more. And, uh, and I definitely hope, um, you know, there's um, more collaboration and, and not just collaboration, but um, more stuff we see from you. So um, I have to thank you for coming on the podcast and hopefully, um, We'll uh, the next just kicking it. We'll uh, bump into each other there and uh, and sure. uh, get the community together. But uh, yeah, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. I want to thank Jalen for coming on the podcast. It was a lot of fun, and I appreciate hearing her perspective. You can find her at Jalen Like Rose on Instagram, and make sure to check out the Sneaker Sins podcast. And also follow Just Kicking It underscore T-O. We'll be back with a special episode next week. Thanks for listening. Later.